Welcome back. This is episode one, part two of our two-part introductory episode one. Are you confused yet? I hope you're confused. I like when people are confused. If you're listening to this for the first time and have not heard part one, make sure to go back and listen to part one. We hit you with our top 10 games of 2020 and we fill you in at exactly what this is all about. Now be warned, Episode 1, Part 1 is about 3 hours long, so bring a little snack. Part 2 does not suffer from that length, however it is coming at you hot and it's coming at you short, and I almost made another penis joke. Don't worry guys, it's all in fun, that's not a real thing, I'm not self-conscious. But enough about all of that, we're going to go ahead and jump right in where we left off. We're going to talk to you about our most anticipated games of 2021 with our own unique and special twist. And also we're going to tell you how we became gamers and why we still game today. This is episode one, part two of the Cool Down Time podcast. Marco, what do you got? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, we wanted to kind of make this into a fun game where we can compare our uh, top 10 projected games of 2021 with what the actual top 10s will be at the end of this year when we do our next uh, game of the year list. So uh, in making it a game, we have created some, some rules. So our rules were, number one, we have to obviously pick 10 games that we think uh, to our best bet will make our top tens at the end of this year, which is very hard to do. Yeah, uh, you can only anticipate and predict so much. But we had to kind of think around the games and think about the developers and the franchise uh, and how well they were doing, so on and so forth. But we had to pick ten games. Then we also picked what we called a dark horse game, and that was a game that we felt might make our top ten, but we had reservations, or it was more of a lesser known game, or a game we were just a little bit too iffy about to really confidently put it in our top ten. Um, and then. At the end of the year, uh, our uh, selections will be compared with our actual list and will be judged by the following point system. Uh, Number one is, if a game that we predict makes our list does make our list, we'll get 10 points per game. If a game on our predicted list has an open critic average of 85% or higher, we'll get 15 points for that game. If a game on our predicted list does not make our uh, our real list, for reasons that do not involve a delay, we lose 15 points. If a game does not uh, make our real list from our projected list because it's delayed, we'll lose 25 points. And that's where we were talking about all the delay stuff earlier in the show, because it's kind of high stakes with that. And then lastly, if our Dark Horse game does end up making it on our real top 10 list, we'll get 30 points. If it doesn't, we won't lose any points at all, because it was really just more of a wild card kind of game. Now, you don't have to remember those points. We will go over it back uh, again uh, later this year when we go over our top tens. But just to show you that we're kind of putting a little bit of a point system here to make this more interesting. Uh, so what we're going to go ahead and do is, I think, Pablo, we can just kind of run through these. Maybe, um, I don't know if you just want to run through yours real quick. Okay. Or, yeah. okay. And I'll just jump in after you. So my Dark Horse pick uh, is a game called Biomutant. This is a game that's been uh, in development for a long time. The developer Experiment Experiment 101, or I think that's what they're called. They're a, a group of people who are coming from Avalanche who have done games like uh, the uh, Mad Max game and have done the... Um, what's that other game? Uh, 
No, we just talked about it. Oh, we were just, yeah. Uh, it's gone. Anyway, it, it's gone. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and, and so this is a, a highly anticipated game because, uh, and, and I say that uh, for myself, because it, it comes from a group of people that I really enjoy uh, their games. Uh, and also the fact that what this game is, it's an open world RPG where you are a uh, bio mutant rodent type and you get to create your own mutant rodent like you know from from the way it looks its size its kind of girth <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all that good stuff and then obviously its play style uh, you know in kind of like a double sword singles heavy all that all that good stuff and it's it's based in an open world uh, environment as well. The game looks absolutely pretty. Uh, it's gorgeous, um, and it is uh, a game that nobody really knows about. You know, Marco is pretty uh, into video games himself in terms of, like the whole kind of uh, you know reading up on it, videos, playing them, and he never had heard about this. I game. don't know what yeah. the fuck this is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember specifically where I heard it, but I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. Yeah, and then I kind of kept up with it, and it's been delayed numerous numerous times so it has a lot of stuff going against it but potent the potential that this game has in terms of its gameplay in terms of it being a full-on straight-up rpg i'm really excited because it's kind of my shit i'm really excited for it. And, it and if this game it comes out to be as good as i think it is it's definitely gonna make my top 10 list uh cool. but uh, that's for my dark horse and now uh going kind of straight through some games here yeah. uh hitman 3 has already come out uh but i i i I think that the way that game is and, and what that game did, I'm very confident that it'll make my top 10, even if it's at the lower part of it. Uh, and then I got Horizon Forbidden West, which we've heard recently that it might get delayed. And if you guys heard my rant about how much I hate Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn and are surprised about this, like I said, I think this game will benefit really from a sequel. And I'm really excited to see what they did with this. And if it's and if it's good, I'm going to... I'm gonna give it its, uh, its flowers. I'm gonna give it its dues. I'm gonna put it on my list because if it's as good as it if, as I want it to be, and if and if it cuts, it trims all the fat of all that kind of unnecessary shit that it has it had. It was trying to be something else or trying to be a lot of things, and it just is what it is, and it, and it really uh, delivers. It's got to be on my list. So Horizon Forbidden West is, is is a game that that's it's coming. My next game uh, on my <laughs> on my list. I can see Mark already uh, uh, rolling his eyes. Deathloop. Arcane Studios is my shit. I love Dishonored. I love Dishonored too. Uh, Marco has a real sensibility to those games in terms of how they play with what is it with the um, with the uh, Pablo. Just save your voice. It's team kill time. Uh, no. Arcane Studios <laughs> is one of the most overrated studios, it, it, despite the fact that they're not like super popular. They're not, you know, they don't. They're not bestsellers and like other companies are, but they their games are fucking overrated. I'm sorry, Dishonored one was all right. Dishonored two was absolute dog shit. It controlled like crap on consoles. The input lag is not just a Marco thing. It's a, it, it people around Reddit that have talked about it pl- very extensively. It it feels floaty. It feels awful. The gameplay feels dumb. The art style is stupid. I I hate I hate the aesthetic. Of, of Arcane Studios and Deathloop looks just as fucking terrible from a gameplay standpoint. It looks like it's milking the same shit that that uh, Dishonored Two did with its like weird supernatural twist of things. It looks repet. It looks literally repetitive because it's supposed to be, but it looks dumb. Um, 
I think it's going to sell like shit. They have tried to pre-order it at a discount for months now because no one cares about it. And for good reason. Their trailers are cool. And I think that's what people are like, well, yeah, but the trailer's really nice. But the the game is going to be another one of those, oh, man, more people should play this game. But they shouldn't because Arcane Studios cannot make as great of a game as people give them credit for. I'm sorry. Fuck Arcane Studios. Dishonored 2 is garbage. Team kill. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You were saying? The best thing about that is that's on record. It is recorded. So people know how he feels. <laughs> and he's wrong. Anyway, uh, Deathloop is my favorite. Uh, is my favorite, Jesus. Deathloop is uh, <laughs> one of the games that I feel like uh, is, is going to be. It's like, it looks like it's a. How do you call it? It looks like it's a roguelike. But hopefully it, it bucks the trend where it actually uh, does something a little more different. Because it kind of feels almost like Hitman-esque. Where you can do things a different kind of way yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I kind of hope that, that what the, that's what the game does. I will admit, though, the more I see of it, the more... Um, Come on. The more roguelike it looks. And you got the, hate and you let it out. No, no, no. The more roguelike <laughs> it looks. <laughs> and, and, and the more I'm kind of like, all right, maybe this isn't the game that I thought it was. So, but we'll, we'll solve our, so save our reservations. Uh, my other game is 12 Minutes. Uh, this is a game that's an Xbox exclusive. It's yeah. gone through uh, new permutations where they actually have, like, Daisy Ridley. Uh, who's the other actor they have? Oh, uh, I forgot. Uh, William Defoe. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, William Defoe is in the game, and so uh, it's a very basic kind of game. It's a, it's a you have twelve minutes uh, that happen where your wife gets murdered, and you have to it, it loops back around, and you have to figure out uh, take different choices, kind of figure out who is the one that uh, killed your wife and why. Mm. Uh, and it's a very basic concept, and it's actually really interesting though the, the way the trailers have kind of shown that game. So I'm really interested to see exactly how it plays. Uh, and, and see exactly how uh, it actually executes its idea. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh, then the next one after that is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I think this year, I, I, well, this year's our only year, our first year. We're gonna if it's a even if it's a game like this where it's a re-release, uh, but we put our time into it. I think it qualifies to be part of our game of the year, uh, regardless of what that is. I, I think that's you know. Yeah. I, I, well, the difference is that it came out before, but it's coming out again. So it's a new release, so yep. we're, we're going to count it as such. And and you know, Mass Effect is one of the Mass Effect Two is on my top five. I think it's number four on oh. my top five list of um, games of all time. It is absolutely one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Ever. I yeah. love Mass Effect Two. I love Mass Effect One. I love Mass Effect Three. I really do. It's. I mean, I. I. I the thing is with Three being the fact that. The whole game is about choice, and, and and the ending of three kind of missing out on that just yeah. a little bit isn't great. But regardless, uh, I love everything about that game, and I cannot wait to finally play it uh, again. Even though I've beat it many multiple times, but I can't wait to go through the trilogy, through all the DLC, through everything, and, and uh, kind of immerse myself in that world, trying to finally get the bad taste out of my mouth from Andromeda, which again <laughs> yeah. is a bad game, but it's not as bad as people say it is. I will say that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then uh, after that, Halo Infinite. Oh, Halo Infinite! You're on my list because you Halo. have. <laughs> you kind of have to be on my list because you know I'm an Xbox guy. I, I I love all the Halo games, uh, and this is supposed to be the. This is supposed to be all that into one. the into the in the package to be like the end all be all of Halo games. So much so that they've uh, aptly <laughs> named it Infinite, uh, an open world Halo game. 
uh, that got completely beat to shit when it was shown because it didn't look pretty enough. Um, <laughs> I get I, I, I get the criticisms, I really do, and I'm glad that they were able to uh, have the balls enough to take their launch game out of launch window and yeah. really make this a, a game that uh, uh, should be special. And, and I, I expect nothing less. I'll, I'll tell you this much about Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite has to be special. It has to be the game that they're saying it is. It yes, can't be. It it's a. Yeah, it's a it decent does. Halo game. Yeah. It can't be that. It won't make my list because yep. it has gone through so much shit. It's been so long since five. At this point, five story is terrible. They know what we want. Yeah, three four three's got to do it. Now. Yeah, it's got to be it. Yeah, they know what we want, and if they can't deliver, it's on them. And and I and, yeah. I, and I'd be done. Next game is Starfield. Oh yeah, I think Starfield's coming out this year. And I think uh, there's a rumor going around that in, around March uh, that uh, uh, this is going to have a once they complete the sale is going to have a kind of direct style thing. And mm-hmm. I think that they're going to announce uh, Starfield and it's going to be an exclusive. And this is where it comes in where I was saying that this guy has to be a stone cold killer. <laughs> you got to come out and be like, hey guys, what's up? Fuck you! All the games are exclusive to Xbox. You want to play a, a Bethesda game? You got to play it on Xbox. Yeah. You know, with some exceptions, because I think the Indiana Jones stuff is probably not going to be an exclusive game because the licensing and all that good yeah, stuff. But yeah, anyway, right. uh, uh, Starfield. I think it's a game that's definitely coming out this year, and I cannot wait for it. That's another game that also has to be special. It can't be. It's like Fallout or it's like Elder. Yeah. It has to, yeah. Considering yeah. Bethesda's recent track record, I agree. Yeah, it has to be special. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh boy, this game—it just for it, the soul. It, yeah, it looks so good. Mm. It, you know, when you look at what next gen games can do, what they can't do, what they yeah. will be, what they won't be. This is everything that next gen should be, right? And I cannot wait to finally get my hands on this game. Um, and it's coming out soon, June. I mean, one of the things about Sony that they do is that they quietly delay games without telling you because they said launch window six months right is typically launch window this yeah. is out of launch window yeah. no longer a launch window game right. so it has been uh, delayed essentially however uh, people are freaking out about the month be June I don't think that's a problem uh, I don't see a problem uh, yeah I think that's uh, that's when isn't that ain't a problem ain't a problem can't wait for that uh, so that's gonna be great yeah. Disco Elysium hey where the hell is the release date for this game it's supposed to come out in March March 37th, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's completely uh, reworked game from the original Disc Elysium. Everything has been, is voiced now. Yep. Uh, this game is a game that we didn't play because uh, uh, it didn't come out of consoles. Uh, with, uh, with Wasteland 3 and what that did for me in terms of those kind of CRPG games... I am really looking forward to this because I've seen stuff about this game. Not, and luckily, I have not spoiled myself, but this game is Me legit, either. man. Yeah, it is. It, it story wise, the things that it tackles, and, and kind of how you can go about certain aspects. No combat at all. You don't have to do combat. Yeah. You can talk your way out. You know, and I know games done that, but the fact that this game has done that, and now it's added the fact that it is also a uh, fully voiced uh, game that that goes a long way uh, especially oh, yeah. with playing Wasteland 3 they, they're all fully voiced as well and that really goes a long way with telling the story you know building those uh, those characters and giving them that voice so I cannot wait for that and then lastly uh, this is probably my most kind of like there's nothing really telling me that this game is coming out this year except uh, except 
that it's the Zelda 35th anniversary, something Nintendo hasn't even recognized. And me and Marco have a wager right now. Uh, and I'll tell you what that game is. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Ganon's Revenge. I just made that up. Um, <laughs> so basically what our, our thing is, is if it comes out this year, Marco's going to buy it for me. If it comes out next year, uh, I got to buy it for him. Uh, I, I listen, it's time, baby. It's time, baby. This game has to come out sooner or later. And why not sooner? What what better time than the Zelda 35th anniversary year? 35 years of Link uh, being friend-zoned by Zelda. I mean, <laughs> come on now. It's time. Give me Breath of the Wild 2. And and also predict that they kiss in this one. They kiss. Oh, they're not touching. They're not touching. No, no, no. They don't kiss. Get out of here. Zelda's blue ball. Uh, uh, Zelda's blue ball link so many, so many times. He done colored in his uh, his his bomb. <laughs> that, that, that that's a euphemism. Oh, Every time he throws that blue bomb out He's there like, and explodes, it, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna He's like, on. these are my nuts. Shit's out there. Oh, that's where we're at right now, ladies uh, and gents. All I can say is I love free games. Um, <laughs> terrible list. Uh, he's going to lose because he has Hitman 3 out there also. <laughs> <laughs> horrible dress up of the game. I love um, that shit. Alright, so let me go ahead and get into mine. Um, so, my Dark Horse game is uh, is a new Battlefield. Uh, obviously, nothing's been officially announced as of yet, but there have been a lot of rumors and rumblings that there might either be a remake to Battlefield 3, which was no, no doubt one of the peak games of the franchise, or a brand new Battlefield. Uh, which I wouldn't really hate either one, to be honest with you. It's been a while. Um, Been a while for sure. Um, I really, really loved Battlefield uh, in its heyday. I think Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5 really didn't have the staying power or, frankly, the quality that that, uh, the series was known for. And I think that uh, a lot of other franchises, and especially with the Royale uh, craze, uh, you know, in the years that followed, have, have really put Battlefield, you know, kind of against the wall. I think EA really needs Battlefield to be successful. Yep. I think they need to have that answer to all the shit that's come out. Um, and I think Battlefield, whatever it's going to be, is going to be a uh, hopefully a great game, but something I have to kind of wait and see about. So it's a dark horse game for me. My predicted top 10, however. Uh, I do have the next Call of Duty on my list. Um, you know, this one was a bit of a gamble for me too, to be honest, but I don't know anything about the game. I've only heard that it could be another World War type of thing. Um, I don't know too much about it. I, I hope that's not the case because I'm tired of seeing um, the, the time jumps and stuff like that. I'd rather see something fictional and new. Um, but I'm really hoping that they can con- uh, continue the momentum that they, that they had uh, in 2020 with Warzone and Black Ops Cold War. I really hope so. I would love to really start looking forward to these games on a regular basis again. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm worried about it. I don't trust Activision like that, but we'll see what happens, and hopefully, uh, it'll it'll crack my top ten. The, uh, the 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 secondary rumor that had come out recently is that it's going to be Korea, the Korean War. That's what I yeah I heard that too. Yeah yeah yeah. Which would be inter- I mean, that's not really a war nobody talks about. Yeah. Um, yeah. That could lend itself to a lot of like, like not not realistic stuff. Like it'd be you know. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, they can be a little creative with that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Hopefully, it'll be hopefully it'll be good. That's all I can say. Um, next game on my on my projected top ten is Diablo Two Resurrected. So we saw that recently. 
um, and damn, it looks good. Um, I I played a, a good amount of Diablo 2 back in the day, not a lot because I wasn't a big PC gamer, uh, but I played a, a, a lot of fucking Diablo 3 uh, when it came out on uh, consoles, especially on Switch, actually. It was really fun on Switch. Um, more fun with people uh, instead of going solo, uh, but this remake looks really, really good. I'm so excited to try it out. Um, I think it, I think they're going to do well with it because they they really do need to kind of win people back after the whole Diablo mobile thing from the, uh, you know a couple years ago. Uh, how pissed off people were about that, and Diablo Four looks great too. So I, I, I'm hoping that they hit a really good stride with Diablo, and uh, I'm super excited to play this this year. And I think it's going to hold up. I'm and looking be a forward great to game. it. Yeah, um, Rainbow Six. Uh, hmm. Currently called Parasite. We right. don't know what it's going to be called. It was quarantine at one point. That's uh, Obviously, such a great name, uh, all things considered. Um, I man. think they should call it Rainbow Six Stay Home and Fight With Your Wife a Lot. <laughs> Rainbow Six Pandemic Get Divorced a Year Later. Um, Rainbow Six Lose Your Job. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. It's just going to be a line of unemployment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just breaking into the facility. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hated Rainbow Six Siege for the longest time, and I didn't get into yeah. it until late last year when it was randomly on sale and I had really nothing to play until the new consoles came out. Um, fell in love with it, though. I loved the, the, the tact you need to have in that game. The pace was really up my alley. I loved uh, how you had to be very thoughtful and very strategic. Um, so I'm, I'm totally in. I, I want to see what this game's going to do um, differently, do better, uh, do more of. Um, I'm hoping that Ubisoft doesn't fuck it up in a Ubisoft kind of way because they have a good thing going here. Um, but we will see. I think it's going to do well, though. Uh, I also have Disco Elysium on my predicted top 10 as well, uh, for all the reasons Pablo mentioned. I, I can't wait to see how intricate and interwoven all of these these different components and systems are with dialogue and gameplay, yeah. uh, to say the least. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be super good. I, I'm really confident that I'm gonna love that game, and uh, hence why it's here. Um, Pablo forgot about Resident Evil Village. He didn't forget. He just he doesn't he doesn't care about nice things. Uh, I do. I think Resident Evil Village is going to be a great game. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I love the first-person Resident Evil thing too much. Uh, it's not something I, I fell in love with, per se. I like old-school, uh, more like the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but something about this game gives me a really good vibe. I, I love the, the, the environment, um, this, this castle uh, that they're in. Uh, it, it has that signature Resident Evil atmosphere to it yeah, that it I does. really love. Uh, Chris Redfield's in it, of course. That's going to be uh, interesting. I think I have a feeling this is going to be his last hurrah. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited about it. I, everybody's tripping balls about this lady D Dimitriescu or whatever her name is. Uh, nine being, feet seven. Inches. Being nine feet twelve and shit. Uh, uh, People she, like stomp on me, baby. Like, What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah, throw me up and catch me like a baby. I just want to be, like, I want to be burped. Um, yeah, so I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think. I don't think it's gonna be a long game, but I think it's gonna be a very, very good one um, and very high quality. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely expecting that to be on my list. Ratchet I, and Clank. Oh, go well, ahead. Go. I'm, op I'm open for it to be good, and I'll go on my list if it's good. I, I just, I, for me, Resident Evil Seven was a good time, but ultimately it just. It, it just didn't do it for me in that yeah. in that way in, in terms of the way that Resident Evil games usually do it for me especially yeah with I, two I struggle with it too yeah so I, I, I hope it's good uh, but I just I, I don't have a lot of faith in it but if it's awesome that's please the world is better video game world is better with good Resident Evil games in them Amen. Preach. Tabernacle. Um, yeah for me I totally agree too um, I have Ratchet and Clank on my list as well Rift Apart um, man that game looks so good um, it looks 
it looks good. It looks like it's going to run really well. Uh, it looks like it's going to use the, the hardware very, very nicely as well. Um, the gameplay looks like a lot of fun. I went back to the, uh, the, res- the, the I almost said Resident Evil, the Ratchet & Clank uh, remake um, last year. Right. Um, and, man, I had such a good time with it. Um, it, it, it looks super good. It, it, it's going to be a blast to play. I'm just hoping that it's going to be worth 70 bucks in terms of its length. Um, yeah. I don't know why I keep thinking it's going to be a really short game. Um, uh, I kind of get that. I can I get that vibe too. I'm worried, uh, but I'm also confident that it could still, despite it could be this year's Miles Morales in a way where it's a very short, sweet, compact, but punchy and powerful game that is uh, that does all the right things. So I'm going to go ahead and give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to do the same to my next game, which is Horizon Forbidden West. Um, much like Pablo, I think that they can only go anywhere but up with having a sequel and more time to really sit with and marinate with this new formula of, of a game that, that, that they've made, that being Gorilla. Um, I think they're going to do better. I think it's going to be a much more enjoyable game. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't rely so much on visuals and eye candy that it lacks the substance and the depth that the first game really missed. Um, but I think, again, with more time to think about it and work on it and iterate, I think they'll get it right, and I think it'll be a really fun game. Um, Halo Infinite is another game on my top ten. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that this is make or break for three four three. Like I said earlier, um, if they can't get it right this time, it's got to go to somebody else, and they've got to do something with three four three. It's just that simple. Gotta go away, honestly. Yeah, they got to break them up, uh, or you know, do something, or put them on a different game, or give give Halo to the you know coalition <laughs> since they're, I mean, they're already helping. Anyway. They're already working on it. Um, you know, I don't know, but I do know that um, I'm still looking forward to it. I still want to see what an open world Halo is like, and I uh, am, am really hoping that the extra year and change that they are giving the game, which already seems to be paying off visually. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, new yeah. screenshots that came out recently uh, are beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I think it's looking good. They said they cracked. They said that they cracked the code in the development that I hope actually so. made the game looks really good. That's I, what, yeah, yeah, I hope so because uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be huge, and I want to see if they can make an interesting open world game out of it, not just go drive over in your warthog over there and shoot a couple of grunts and shit, and, and go pick up this item and make it like almost like glorified Destiny Two missions. That'd be my nightmare. They have a lot to to, to, to work. They have a lot to they do, do because they they yeah. go Cortana like they're they're almost re- making a, a new kind of uh, path yeah. in terms of story so they have a lot of heavy lifting to do and I hope that they, they can do, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I hope they can handle it um, so we'll see I do have Starfield on my list as well I think um, you know as Pablo mentioned uh, with the rumors of there being a, a, you know some type of, of, of showing from Microsoft and Bethesda later on uh, next month uh, I do think that they're going to want to come out swinging with that and say not only is this uh, you know this agreement or this purchase final, but we're not going to make you wait too long to play your first exclusive only on Xbox game, and I think that is going to be Starfield. I do see it coming out this year. I see them having already some kind of extensive roadmap for DLC in the future that is going to be um, pretty interesting. I, I think that this game is going to hopefully be more than just Fallout in space as people have kind of dubbed it uh, over the years when we've known about you know them working on this type yep. of game. I hope that they have more to offer than that. Um, and I think that this game, I think the fact that, that, that Sony was trying to get this game locked in at, at one point says something right. about the fact that this game is far enough along and there was enough proof of concept there for people to go, oh, I want this on my system only. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that it'll come out this year as a result of that. And, and that's a good point because Sony 
Sony has a good eye for first yeah, party games. And they so that, that's a really good point that they they saw something they liked enough to that mm-hmm. where they were going to put some money down to make it exclusive to their console. That's yeah. a that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, I I uh, was smart enough to put God of War Ragnarok on my list because in keeping with the theme of 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 Sony knowing what they're doing, I don't think that they're going to tell people 2021 just to tell them it's not 2021. Look, it was a ballsy thing to say when they revealed the teaser trailer for God of War Ragnarok, right? All we needed was the logo and just knowing that it exists. But to do that and say 2021, to me, was them putting their peens on the table and saying, oh, we're going to do this. Now, I, I think that you know everyone is just assuming it's going to get delayed because, I mean, it's just... it's. It just doesn't make sense for it to you know be out this soon, blah blah blah. But again, I I don't think they would have announced it like this if it wasn't um, genuinely at least possible. Um, so I'm gonna give them benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna he, say it's gonna happen. Here's the thing, and I'm not gonna, I won't use the team killer for this because I don't have enough uh, <laughs> enough for it. But I will say that generally speaking, you're right. However, recently uh, Sony has kind of taken advantage of their good will. And have delayed games without saying so. Kenna mm-hmm. delayed four times, basically. Uh, Ratchet and Clank basically delayed. Yeah, and they're not really saying that. Uh, there's rumors that we, I think we mentioned it. Rumors that uh, Horizon Forbidden West is going to be delayed. Yeah. Uh, with that all said, you would think, okay, all those games, something has to give, right? God of War Ragnarok, I, I, like you said, the main thing is the fact that is it too early for a full fledged sequel? And then there's also what Corey Barlog just tweeted saying, hey, the game you guys are asking about, he literally said, it'll be done when it's done. <laughs> That's what he said on Twitter. So I think that there is a kind of marketing pressure, you know, with the new mm-hmm. system out to, 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 to get people hyped, yeah. that they would maybe even possibly lie. Yeah, we'll they would see. say, hey, Corey, is it possible mm. for it to be 2021? No. Mm. But is it possible if you had everything in your power to do so okay i guess all right put the 2021 in the end of that sure. however if this came came out in 2021 nobody can be shocked or surprised they told you it was going to come out in 2021 the only reason it's not on my list is because i don't believe it's coming out uh, this year but so it, is it possible they said so you're ragging wrong <laughs> uh. hey could i ask you a question real quick before we wrap up yeah, yeah, yeah. W- what is what is ragnarok is it a part two or is it a miles morales style thing because ragnarok is in that in in that kind of uh mythology is the end all be all it's a major plot point for it to be yeah. a sideline as a side thing i don't think that makes sense game in a game ragnarok that's mm-hmm. literally Apocalypse. That's yeah. the of that uh, of that uh, mythology. Right. So I'll be Marco Damas for a second. I think it's going to be the end of Kratos. I uh-huh. think that's. I think this is going to be Kratos's last game. But so you think, think it's a full fledged sequel? I think it is. I th- I think it's a full fledged sequel. I think Ragnarok as as an event uh, is is too big of a thing for just some little seven eight hour Miles Morales right. type of game. I think it's too important uh, to you know the mythology of it all uh, to just gloss over quickly. Um, they wouldn't play that card if they weren't going to fully support it with a full-blown lengthy game yeah um, so I, th- I think we're going to see the passing of a torch uh to uh well Lo- loki yeah um i think we're going to see that happen um and i think from here on it'll be uh, loki um running the show i think it's Haiki getting running the show okay so. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know where the mute button is on his mic let it go. i've said bad things on this episode but he's okay um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a full blown game. So 
Yeah, yeah. I think so too. We, at first, I thought no, they're going to follow the path of of Miles Morales, but thinking about what Ragnarok is. That would yeah. be a really weird thing to have a Ragnarok event and then have... Now we have the official sequel. Yeah, that's, unless uh, unless, unless they leave that and go to Africa or something. You know, like the, yeah. the, the, the that kind of thing. But I, I I don't think that that's the kind of game that they're, they're, they're doing here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, that was our predicted top 10 releases of 21, Pablo. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so it's time to cool down. It's time to cool down, man. We covered a lot of ground. Um, we are going to be in a gaming opinion coma, but yeah, well worth it. Um, so let's 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 get away from all the lists. Let's get away from 2020, 2021. And let's 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 go back in time a little bit here, and let's talk about um, how we became gamers and why we still play games as adults. Um, Pablo, you want to go first? You want me to take a stab at this? Uh, yeah, I'll go first real quick. I mean, uh, growing up in my house was interesting when you look <laughs> at the way other people have grown up. My dad is a, like, uh, you know, fire and brimstone preacher. Uh, and so I grew up in that world. So, you know, I was limited to a lot of things. Uh, I think when you even look at now, it's the fact that I even got video game consoles was mm-hmm. kind of surprising because a lot of, I know a lot of kids <laughs> that grew up like me didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just basically came from the fact that I was an absolute maniac of a child, and I think my parents needed something to nothing's changed, <laughs> something to calm me down. And a friend of ours came over, and, and I he brought his uh, NES, and I was playing. And I guess my parents saw how like I was like, oh, he's just mellowed out. Yeah, uh, this is a real thing. That was insane. <laughs> uh, and then my, my parents then bought me the SNES. Um, and, you know, I was very limited to what I can play growing up. And 64, I couldn't play GoldenEye for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. But, you know, it became more of a thing where my parents allowed me to do something when I wasn't allowed to do a lot. Um, of course, in terms of that, in retrospect, we've spoken about that. <laughs> they've, they, they, they very much kind of regret the way that they brought us up in some aspect. But from that, bore the, the fact that I got really into video games because it was the only thing that I can really do uh, and it's the only thing that was really... My parents didn't understand what video games were. I was, yeah. So I, I got like all kinds of games and then I was borrowing games from friends that were probably like games that my parents would frown upon if I knew exactly you know what was playing. And then when Nintendo 64 came out with the fighting games, the Killer mm-hmm. Instinct games and all that kind of stuff. you know. So it was just more of a fact that it was the only thing that I can actually play and then it just became part of my life. I literally, then I moved to where I moved when I met Marco and then he was a huge gamer. I was a huge gamer. Yeah. I was a Nintendo guy. He was a PlayStation guy. I think it was like Sega. Sega. <laughs> Sega Genesis, yeah, yeah Genesis, and yeah. I was like, so we had different systems, so you know, we introduced each other to different games and different. Net. So a lot of that became of how I make friends. We talked about video games, and then yeah. also the fact that video games uh, were pretty much born and, and became really popular around our, our around our time, you know, and, you know, uh, with, with the SNES and the N sixty four, and then pretty much not stopping from there. Having every five six years new release of a console, uh, so. <laughs> That's kind of how I became a gamer, uh, and 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 it was more of an is more of a I can't do anything, <laughs> but I can do this, and then it just yeah. became a, a thing of life. And as an adult, I can do anything I want. Why yeah. am I still playing games now? The fact that I can do anything, well, because video games really became a part of who I am. Uh, people who know me know uh, that I like the Mets, that I like video games, yeah. that my wife is crazy for being with me. 
<laughs> just a lot of, you know so it's just it's really a part of, of my my personality in that sense too and it's yeah. a it's a it's a i treat it as a uh as a hobby as a, as even as an artistic medium like people love watching movies and and they appreciate the movie for all cinematography and the direction and the acting and i love movies too so i i, mm-hmm. I know about that i know what they're talking about but I also uh, see that with video games. I mean, I, I think it's a, a there, they could be incredible things in terms of mechanisms of how they tell stories, uh, of how you spend time. Uh, you know, I mean, I read books. I, I like, I think a book tells you a story in a way where you use your imagination quite often and then building a movie tells you everything you need to know, but then the execution of that film and how it's done, the artistry of that, yeah. you appreciate that. And, and, and I think that games are, are the kind of melding of those two things. It's, it's, it's those two things into one thing. And it's for me, the ultimate medium of entertainment and artistry and, and just recently in the past what 10 years people have been embracing video games as art you know any games like the last of us last of us 2 those games are games that didn't really exist uh back then mm-hmm. are, are now being told and are really affecting me as an adult now uh in, in terms of my everyday life it, it, video games are will always be an essential part of my life because yeah. of what they are and uh of, of who i am as a person so that that's why i game and that's why i always game Unless I lose my eyes, in which case that sucks. So why did I say that? Because that's who I am. What a shitty answer to all that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, no, no, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, my, my debut into gaming was kind of a hodgepodge of, of um, random uh, arcade units in, in like, Kmarts. <laughs> um, Golden Corrals? Uh, no, no, thankfully not Golden Corrals. But, um, they, you know... I remember uh, seeing um, you know NBA Jam in in the arcades for the first time. I didn't I didn't know basketball. I was, was too young to understand it, but it looked so fun. And I remember um, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in arcades too. And I'm like, oh my god! And I was man back in the day. I was Michael Jackson McGee. Man, I had all his albums. I did all the bullshit dance moves as a kid. Um, yeah, I, and this guy had never met Michael Jackson. Imagine. Yeah, but he didn't know about that that lean that I could do. Uh, I had to use the mattress. Next I'm sure. To me. I'm sure if you were young enough, you'd liked it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Michael. Uh, we just yeah, we just watched uh, "You Rock My World" uh, music video with Chris Tucker and everything. All the things about that was just that girl's mine. He's mine. I'm gonna get that. He's mine, Chris. Um, Her titties feel like sandbags. <laughs> I see what you did. That was beautiful. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it was a little of that, and then also, um, my dad had a randomly had a, a Nintendo uh, that I think he got from a friend or something like that. I don't really remember, um, but he always kept it in 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 their bedroom, uh, and I would only be able to play it once in a while when he'd bring it out to the living room. And he, he probably won't even remember this. He might, but. Um, uh, I remember being able to play stuff on that, and so as time went on, I just started getting more and more interested in them as, as the years went on, and I started, you know, with, with a video king nearby, I had all, all the shit I Jeez, wanted to try out, um, Paperboy, and Saturday Night Slam Masters, which was an old, like, wrestling arcade game from back in the day, a lot of stuff like that, and it just never let up. I mean, it was always, uh, for me as a kid, I was always, like, super high imagination type of kid. I can I can envision myself anywhere and daydream about anything, and so video games were, were the outlet for me to kind of exercise that imagination and see it on an actual TV screen, as, as corny as it sounds, which it is. Um, 
And as, as the years went on and I got older, you know, gaming for me really became an, an outlet for just escapism. Uh, just getting away from the day-to-day grind of, of, of life and all the stresses and all the shit to do and bills to pay and the job woes and relationship stuff. It was uh, an opportunity to just sit in front of a TV, turn my brain off, unplug, and just put myself in somebody else's shoes and go shoot some shit. Uh, you know, and obviously I'm selling that, you know, majorly short. I mean, I, I love story-driven games and things with, you know, deep plots and stuff like that. But uh, for more than anything, it was just a... You know, something to do to just get away from the day-to-day of Marco, you know, and, and that was um, and is something that I still enjoy doing uh, to this day. So, um, yeah, that's that's the story of my life, guys. That's all there really is to my life. It's just games, right? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of my uh, that's kind of my backstory. It's 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 uh, I will just say, you know, I, I you know, I, I was like I said earlier, I was a, I was a Sega kid more than a Nintendo kid and. Um, you know, as Pablo mentioned, we kind of were able to cross cross over a little bit and yeah. see what the other side had to offer at the time. Um, but I, I hated that cartoony shit. I was one of the games that looked cool, you know, and mature yeah. uh, because you know that's what I thought. And that's uh, why we played the cool, mature uh, Burglar Bros. Time to wrap up the oh, Bonanza Bros. Yeah, Bonanza Bros. <laughs> Bonanza no, actually, Bros. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wrap this up. You say that was a dope ass game. Yeah, so, Bonanza it was Bros. A great co-op good. game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, um, that that was uh, that was my rundown. That's our cool down topic of the episode. So, um, man, Pablo, we talked about a lot of cool shit on this episode, but uh, I think we definitely saved the coolest topic for last, and that's actually you, the listener. Uh, listening to today's episode kind of proves that you are a highly intelligent person <laughs> that makes great decisions for yourself. But um, but why stop there? Uh, you can now join our new community of downers, as we're calling them, by subscribing to our podcast and following us at uh, Cool Down Time Pod on some of your favorite toxic ass social media <laughs> platforms. Uh, Twitter is our jam. If you want to know uh, which one you can you can focus on first, join us on Twitter, uh, and that way our terrible opinions will always be in your FOV. You're welcome. <laughs>